Welcome, I'm Owen Temple, and this is the Modern Explorer Podcast. On this uh, podcast, it's called Modern Explorer, what we're going to be looking at is, you know, imagine explorers of old coming to modern, modern America, modern Texas, what would they be interested in? Well, I think they'd be interested in beer, I think they'd be interested in music, I think they'd be interested in comedy. I think they'd be interested in in movies and other happenings. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be covering with this podcast. And uh, on this episode of Modern Explorer, we're going to be talking with John Edward Bauman, a Austin-based singer-songwriter who's writing great songs. We got together earlier this week as part of a co-writing session and got a song called All I Need Is You that we co-wrote with uh, Brian Keane, Corey Morrow, and Shane Smith. But we started talking about songwriting and and I invited him to be a part of the Modern Explorer podcast so he'll be here talking about a little bit about how he approaches writing songs We're going to do a backyard beer garden, and uh, he'll play a new song, and I'll play a new song. So that's coming right up. All right, welcome to the Modern Explorer podcast. I'm Owen Temple, and uh, we're here in the garage with John Bauman. Thanks for coming down, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming over, and uh, we're... Right now we are uh, talking about, that that audio was legit, Uh, we're having a couple beers and talking about this crazy um, job we have that sometimes pays. And uh, John's a uh, singer-songwriter, and you grew up in West Texas? I grew up in West Texas for about four or five years, and I did the formative years in San Antonio, but I write as if I grew up out there. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You have to like, sometimes when you start a song, you go, where is this coming from? You know? And that's cool because you could probably be an observer of, you know, West Texas having not only been there. You know, it's, it's, it's easier to observe a place if you're not completely embedded in it. Certainly. I, I have images of it. I think most people do, but it's an inspiring backdrop, landscape, geographically, everything is inspiring. Yeah, sometimes I don't, you know when people say there's a different energy out there? I'm not a very like metaphysical kind of crystals, like I don't have any crystals or dream catchers. Right. Um, but I do think that there's a different energy out there, you know, like one, the big sky thing, Certainly. you know, the fact that you can see, see so far, that kind of is like a, it like takes tension out of your shoulders, I guess, unless you live out there all the time and you just keep the tension in your shoulders. But but do you know do you know what I mean? As far as like seeing big skies and I mean, I... C- certainly I think that's probably the most recognizable part of that area is the big skies, the expansive landscapes. I always think of this. I think I was watching a documentary. And it was like Joe Ely or somebody was saying how there wasn't a whole lot else to do out there but explore your own kind of creative uh, will. Yeah. It kind of inspires all that. Yeah, it's like fill up that fill up that space. Or, right. Because I guess it can also be kind of oppressive 
there's not anything but you know just that flatness and openness right I had a friend who uh, still do lives in Iowa but the wind you know what I mean like the wind like the audio of the wind right. in your ears it's like constant I mean like the sound of like the sound of a microphone in the wind is what right. what your ears are like in Iowa right you know, because there's nothing to stop the wind. You know? and, and they're no stranger to it out there and all up along the kind of the Rockies and the plains. It's just kind of a natural visual and auditory experience. Yeah. Well, I grew up, uh, I'd say I went to high school in Dallas, but my first 12 years were down in the hill country in uh, Mountain Home in Kerrville, Texas. And my dad is a rancher. And, uh, and so we talked, you know, the summer's just winding up, so my, you know, my son went to a summer camp, and uh, he got back from it. It was a good experience. But it reminded me of my summer camp experience, which I think we may have in common, because my dad traded, like, you know, livestock for me to get to go to a camp. And the camp I went to was Rio Vista. How about that? Yeah, Rio Vista. How about it? And you went to uh, Rio went Vista, to, too. I went to Rio Vista as well. 1998 was my first year as a two-week camper, and I went back all the way to being a counselor for three years, and it was one of the best things I've ever, ever done, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it was, I have to say that my experience was a little abbreviated because I think I was supposed to be a two-week camper, and then a guy in the cabin got chicken pox. And this was, you know, so it was like, what was it, 80, late 80s, so. There was, no, there was no vaccine or whatever, so everybody went home. That was it. That was it. They shut it down. Huh? That was it. It was like, okay, everybody go home. The didn't have a... What's that? The pill palace, the infirmary. I guess they didn't have the solution there, and they just said, you know what? This is just not working. Everybody just go home because you're, everybody's about to get this. So, I don't know. The infirmary, I think, I might be wrong, but I think it's still called the pill palace, and in today's terms, I don't know if that's the politically correct... Yeah, that's a little too rock and roll. That's actually a little too rock and roll for country camp out there. Hunt, Texas, where that's at. Beautiful country, Guadalupe River. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There's a good place growing up in, um, in the hill country. It's a beautiful place. When there's water. When there's water. And in Hunt, there's water, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, so when did you start when did you start writing songs or start playing guitar? Um... I got my first guitar when I was 14 and kind of taught myself some basic chords, but I really didn't get into the writing of it until about 20, 22, 23 and started taking it seriously. Or trying to take it seriously. Yeah, right? Did, did you... I mean, the way I kind of learned how to write songs was by, you know, learning cover songs. You know, I learned cover songs and uh, then I kind of, you know, by writing them out, it's like, oh, okay, rhyme this line, rhyme this line. Oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, like I said, learned like maybe like 20, 30 cover songs. And uh, knew enough just to think it was, like to, to just try it once, to try to write a song. And I'd been writing short stories and stuff like that in high school. But, um, so, kind of, writing was something I was into, but... Just started rhyming the rhyming the short stories in, in, a, in a way, you know, Certainly. trying to get them to fit in. How, how how would you say that you knew? How did you know how to write a first song? 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned short stories because I found myself writing short stories kind of at the end of college looking for a job to find at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, started thinking this would be a lot more fun if I put a, a GSC in a D chord or something similar to it and rhyme in the words. But, you know, kind of that learning how to rhyme and have your, your own voice tell your story, I guess. Yeah. Yes, GCD, that's, a, that's enough to cause a lot of damage, really. Good foundation. <laughs> when you teach someone those three things, there's, I mean... Look out. <laughs> I mean, maybe throw an E minor in there. Yep, you got yourself a song. And that's what, everything from Katy Perry Roar to, you know, yep. Front Porch Song. <laughs> yep, it's, uh, you know, lately I've been trying to think about, uh, you know how to keep getting better as a songwriter. What do, what do you? How do you? I mean, some of the things I try to do is well. Number one, listen. You know, keep keep listening to, to music because that's, I mean, uh, and like in a real kind of goal-oriented way. Like, okay, I'm pay, you know pay close attention. And sometimes it, I found that a couple of months had gone by without me like really listening to a whole new album. You know what I mean? Just, but lately, I've been trying to build that into. Like, Every every day, listening to one new song. Uh, what what about you? I, I mean, do you just? I mean, do you always have you ever had a problem not listening to new music? Have you ever had to think, wait, I need to listen to different kinds of music? C certainly, I I wish I make made myself listen to music more often to kind of get the musical part of it more to think outside the box a little more. Because I don't listen to enough records that inspire me to, to stretch myself musically. What I do find myself doing a lot of times is just writing verses and short stories, things that rhyme to wrap them up, and then I get that guitar out and think, ah, you know, how can I be a little more inventive, a little more creative? And sometimes what it really takes is going to listen to a full album or two and thinking, okay, now I've got something that I can build off of or maybe borrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, borrow is the right word because, I mean, think about it. Every song, I mean, every every musical idea that we could have has to be based on something we've heard before. I mean, that, I mean that's Truly. just your ears hear hear songs and you remember pieces of it, whether you realize you remember. So, yeah, part of what I've been trying to do is just like, okay, well then, if that's what I'm drawing from, these these songs that I can either you know that I remember, whether or not I know I remember them, you do remember. Right. Part of your brain is recording everything, you know. Just try to intentionally listen to stuff that doesn't sound like my previous song. Sure. You know. And there's so many happy accidents too, where you'll hear something, you'll hear it in your ear, and then mm -hmm. it'll come out of your, it'll come out a completely different way, and you'll think, you know, this is fresh and this is new and this is something else. Everybody's got two two ears, so the listening function is important. Yeah, that's where all this, all your musical ideas are going to come through. The other thing I've been doing lately is uh, like picking up, playing the instrument every day. Yeah. It's been like, you know, because sometimes, you know, it's embarrassing to say, but sometimes I found a week where uh, I'd only played whenever I had a gig. Sure. You know? Sure. And uh, as far as getting better, that didn't seem like a great idea to me. So, so lately I've been trying to at least play one chord. And I say one chord because that doesn't sound like too much for me. Because then I go, well, I can do one chord. And then I always do more. Right. But, but no kidding, I've been like at the point where I'm going to sleep and I go, oh man, I didn't touch the instrument today. So it's, 
it is an obsession. And right. the obsession gets me out of bed and mm -hmm. to go like play at least one chord on the instrument and just try to Certainly. try to do it. I don't know. It's been. It, I don't know if it's working or if it's helping, but I feel better. You know what I mean? Because right. I feel like, all right, at least touch the instrument today. You know. You've gotten out there and you've taken step with it, and every, I think every time you take a week away or take a few days away, at least for me, I come back rusty, and it's like you've got to kind of stay up with it a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, man, thanks for thanks for talking. Let's do let's do a backyard beer garden here in a second. And one thing we get to do in this job is we get to uh, travel. So I'm going to ask you, um, where do you where do you stop? Where are the stops on the? And let's take interstates. Imagine you're you're going to a gig, um, which that shouldn't be too big a stretch for your imagination. <laughs> Imagine you're going somewhere on the interstate. Right. All right. In the state, what do you say the three stops are that you, whether they're the best, but where you just end up finding yourself there? What what what, feeling, what places along the road do you find find yourself stop? For either coffee or gas or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think this is no secret, but uh, the check stop in the West, comma Texas. That's no secret. Yeah, my car, my car, my car turns off there, whether I do or not. It's like I'm just found myself exiting. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to chase. It's just a habit, such an ingrained it's, habit. Right. I, I've got a guy who I play with right now who knows the exit signs for every. He's like, oh, that's exit 43 up ahead. Or hold tight to that guy. That guy's. I don't care if he can play an instrument, but but just keep him in the band. Keep him in the band. He knows exactly where he's going. Maybe he could play, you know, uh, play percussion. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Backyard Beer Garden. Papa Top here. Yep, sounds just like it's supposed to. John Bauman, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Prost. Thank you. And we're here in the backyard. It's, it's not quite the first day of fall yet, but starting to feel like it thank goodness the heat's breaking a little bit but uh, John and I were co-writing a couple of days ago and I said it's, it's getting kind of be backyard beer garden season of autumn time you know which is another word for fall that's great uh, sometimes I put them together say bottom <laughs> But it's not really catching on. It's not really catching on. <laughs> it's an action word. It's you know it's Fun. interesting, but I don't think it's gonna work. But uh, we were talking about we were writing a song. It was a five-man co-write. A large co-write. Large co-write. But we got a song at the end of it, and yeah. that was wild. But uh, would you feel like playing a new song of yours, or, or a pretty new song? I'd be happy to. Um, this is a new song of mine. This is called "The Gulf Moon." Corner dive down on a square where the windows hang with a neon flare. A regular shoot the horse and pool out a barmaid wishes a place half full. She works the jar with a discount flirt, a faded Houston oiler shirt. I'm 
Old Crow sings down on the stage, thumb in the chords on a crinkled page. He plays the Zevon tunes. Neath the gulf moon. Take a walk down a long wall, you go right on past the carnival. Hand in hand with the keeper kind, the kind that ties to the ties that bind. They don't care for the carny man or the fortune teller who reach your hand. They just beeline for a bungalow where the curtains all flutter and the candles glowing at a heart of June. Here I'm on a midnight porch Looking up at a butane torch Hangs behind a black expanse Where the stars flicker and the planets all dance It is probably time I pack it in Got a glass half full of Jameson But I was born to croon the golf moon by the jetty near the Balinese pier the curmudgeons all drink the yellow belly beer they bitch about the price of gas and a fish that they can't seem to catch Blame it on the islands way down south On the bayou Morris and the Delta Mountain Where the choppers roll and the tankers Come in the midnight days for that oil drum They can't leave too soon Need the gold moon Yeah, man. Well, Dig about the Balinese. The Balinese, yeah, the Balinese room. Yeah, it got destroyed in there. It did. That was that. That was the um, bar slash you know, casino bootleg joint. Right. Uh, you know, in the twenties, was bootleg. But right. Then, but yeah, it was Galveston out on the pier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, apparently, a lot of like Al Capone and some of the big time mobsters would frequent that place. Yeah. So the story goes. Yeah, that's so. what I heard too. I also heard that you know that. We do gambling when it was, of course, illegal, and then, uh, um, and booze when it was illegal. But because they were on a pier, they'd have right. a spotter at the end of the pier, and if they saw something that looked like a law enforcement agent, uh huh, <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd call call down to the main bar, and they had trap doors in the floor where they could actually dump any contraband into the ocean, and so people. So the law enforcement Amazing. would walk in, and maybe they'd go back and get the contraband later. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a little salty. It'd be a little, little salty, water, you know. I guess scuba diving wasn't around then. Yeah, it seemed like it'd be good to have a trap door into like a basement. There you, know you go. I mean? But now you got to take a cruise ship to do anything like that. I yeah, guess that's true. Fifteen miles out. Cruise ships. You know, the best way I could describe it, one of those cruise ships is like a, a floating all-you-can-eat like Denny's. Yeah, I'm not too keen on on it. I know. I mean, the scenery is great, you know, when you're, you know, you get off the boat. I like getting off the boat. But Absolutely. I, I agree. 
But you know, the buffet is a buffet, you know. It's like whether we're floating or not. Hey, I just want to point out that this is a working backyard. This is not a set. This is actually a real backyard. That's why we got a rake playing percussion behind all the songs we're going to do. That's right. He's a bad percussion player. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that, but he... It's like a metronome. It's like, you got a song that matches that, that, that? No, we don't. I should have thought of that going into it. That's right. No, you... Yeah, Prost. Cheers. Salute. Drinking Modelo today, of course. Uh, just, you know, just a standard, just a, a workhorse beer. Let's see. I want to play this song for you. My, my, my kid went to camp this summer. Awesome. And came back from camp. Yeah. It's great. It was three weeks. Ten-year-old. That's three. good. The longer, the better. For well, you and for them, maybe. Well, you know, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you know, we, uh, he's happy. And we miss him. He comes back. And he goes, Dad. I think I need to start using deodorant. <laughs> I was like, well, you're a man now. <laughs> All so, the older boys were using deodorant, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's, I think that was a, that's part of it. Because the other thing, and you're exactly on the right track, because the other thing he said he needed was, you know, there's one other thing I need to get when we go up to the you know, grocery store. Uh, I need to get, you know, on dance night, the other guys in the cabin had this shampoo. It's called uh, Coconut Suave. <laughs> it's like, well, I think you mean swap, <laughs> which that just wasn't. No, I didn't tell him it wasn't swap, but we got some coconut. It's very suave. So. Yeah, it, that was very suave. No, but we got some coconut swab, so 10-year-old girls, watch out. Watch out, because it smells like coconut, which means it smells like a pina colada or sunscreen. There you go. No real coconut smells like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Nobody chops open a coconut, it doesn't smell like that. But here's a song that was inspired by that moment. It's called Rings on a Tree. One year older, you know? Three weeks older. The cottonwood taught me how to listen to the wind. Willow showed me how to bend. Mighty oak showed me how to stand strong in a storm. All that can become of an acorn. Cypress tree taught me how to hold on through a flood. Keep my roots deep and I won't budge. Pine tree taught me. How to reach for the sky. And the cedar showed how to lay low and get by when it's dry. How I've grown, who I've been. Lessons learned, my history. Rings like the rings on the tree. Mother Nature's been my teacher all along. The rosewood on this guitar wrote this song. Sweet magnolia brought me love on the southern summer breeze. The giant redwood brought me to my knees. How wrong do I've come to be? Lessons learned. 
Thanks for coming to the uh, beer garden, and uh, your your website is it's baumansongs.com, B-A-U-M-A-N-N songs.com, and it's it's great stuff. And uh, so we'll say prost and onward and safe travels from the beer garden. Well, that's it for the first episode of the Modern Explorer podcast, and uh, big thanks to. John Edward Bauman for coming in and talking songs and travels and, uh, and playing songs in the beer garden. See you next week on Modern Explorer.